The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Before a celebration like this. And the 2-0 pitch, he swings and hammers. Left field and deep. Open up the gates, we're going home. There are key decisions made every day throughout the organization and on the diamond. This is the show that gives you inside access to everything surrounding your favorite team. It's Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Here's your host of Inside Twins, Corey Provis. Oh, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. We're live here in St. Petersburg, Florida. Tropicana Field is site for Game 3 and the rubber game of this weekend series. Twins and the Rays one more time. It's been a nice road trip for the Twins as they try to seek another series win here this afternoon. The pitching matchup coming up for Game 3 will feature two right-handers. It'll be Kyle Gibson for the Twins 3-6 and six, and Matt Andrees, who took the spot of Matt Moore, who was traded to the Giants earlier in the week. Andrees 6-2, and two, ERA pretty solid, 2-7-2 in nine starts and 19 games so far this season. We welcome your input today on the show. You can reach us in two ways, via email, InsideTwins at TwinsBaseball.com or on Twitter, hashtag InsideTwins. Corey Provis with you today. Pleased to be joined now by the Twins interim GM, Rob Anthony. And, Rob, we last spoke. It was the day before the trade deadline. And sure enough, as you kind of hinted, some deals were made on Monday. Yeah, we were able to do a few things, and, and I think we were pleased. We were trying to do a few other things that didn't work out, but hopefully through a lot of conversations and might have laid the groundwork for some future deals. What were your goals entering Monday? I think I was trying to, as much as anything, we were looking to try and uh, improve our pitching depth, especially starting pitching. Um, we were able to do it with Mejia. Um, we were able to get Santiago, who we like, and we have another year of control. Busnitz is a guy that we like his, his arm out of the pen, and same with Pat Light. So I think we were able to get some we got younger, we got a, a, a starter, two starters, and two relievers, all of which uh, we like. How close are the comps between what Alex Meyer could potentially do to what Pat Light brings right now? I think Pat Light is, is definitely a reliever. He throws hard. He hit 100 a couple times in his, his last outing with Rochester, and they've been quite impressed with what he's been able to do. Alex Meyer has a chance to start. He's started. He's relieved. Uh, but he he has two pitches that that will allow him to start, and the changeup was was improving. He pitched well in the starting role with Rochester early in the season, but uh, it just seemed we weren't ever to, able to quite get him over that hump. And and this is a fresh start for him, and I think he still has a good future. Yeah, go back to 2014 because he was perhaps the most dominant arm in the International League that season. What went wrong? What took place for such a downward spiral in just two seasons? I think he, he battled a few different injuries, and I think his confidence was, was shaken a little bit. Um, you know, he looked like a different guy, I thought, in spring training. I was very encouraged, optimistic, and uh, he came up here, and I thought he threw the ball pretty well against Houston. We sent him back down after that game, and uh, then as he was getting ready for his next start, he, he developed some some shoulder irritation, and I think he was was nervous about it, even when he had some exams and everything. It turned out to just be inflammation. He got a cortisone shot. We rested him for a month, and hopefully he's ready to pitch by mid-August. But I think uh, he, he wasn't comfortable, and I think he feared that it was worse, even though a lot of the reports basically said that it, it wasn't. Were there any issues with the Players Union because of the fact that Alex threw in the big leagues early May, 
and then never threw again. Was he granted any big league time during that stretch? No, they asked for some information. We provided all our medical notes and, and everything, and, and I have never heard anything back on that yet. All right. As, uh, one more thought, too, on the trades that were made on Monday. Ricky Nolasco, did that come up rather late? Was there much action on Ricky leading up to the deadline on Monday? There were a couple clubs that showed interest, um, and with the Angels, we were able to do that. It, it was a couple days in the making. We discussed different concepts and, and the way we could go around it. It was a little bit of a complicated situation, but... Uh, we were able to fight through it. They were looking for uh, a young pitcher that they thought had a chance to start from next year. They've had an awful lot of injuries with their starting pitchers over there. And Alex Myers, kind of what they were looking for. Uh, we liked Santiago and thought that he would be a good fit with us in our rotation now and, and also next year. So we were able to kind of work it out to, I think, satisfy both clubs. And we saw Santiago hit, I think, even 91-92. Uh, with his start in Cleveland the other day. Were you missing that? Was that also an attractive piece with Mejia? Maybe some left-handed arms that throw upper 80s, but not too many in the low to mid-90s? It's always good to get left-handed pitching, but uh, actually it, it's not. it doesn't make a big difference to me. If we roll five starters out there, if they all give us a chance to win every time they go out, uh, we're fine with that. Uh, but it is nice to be able to mix in the left ear two here and there. And, and with Mejia, we just think he has a lot of ceilings, a lot of traits to be uh, a solid middle-of-the-rotation starter for us. One more thought, too, on Alaska before we take a break. Did you see him compete in a different manner this season that maybe was missing? Now, some of that maybe because of injury, right. but that was missing his first two seasons? I think his first season was very disappointing. He didn't play well, or he didn't pitch well. I don't think he was in very good shape, but he came back his second season. He worked very hard. His body was in good shape. He had a good spring. And then he had the ankle injury, which really derailed him most of the season, but he worked hard to come back. I don't think many people thought he'd be able to make it back before the end of last season. He wanted to be part of things. We were in the mix. He worked hard to get back. And then this season, I think he did the same. He came in in good shape, and, and I think he gave us everything he had every time out this year. I didn't have any issue with Ricky Nolasco's effort. All right, good first segment there on the trade deadline. But as Rob hinted, trades can still happen here in the month of August. We'll dive into that and more when we come back. Twins have a looming roster move as well to make uh, before the game tomorrow. Twins and the Rays, it's game three coming up. We're live for Tropicana Field in your home for Twins baseball. On the field, baseball players want to be safe. Off the field, everyone should check with the Better Business Bureau at BBB.org before making purchasing decisions. The BBB has helped consumers like you find ethical, trustworthy businesses since 1912. Remember, it's better to be safe than sorry. Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Connell Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Connell Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Connell Diamond in St. Louis Park. At Quick Trip, we're always thinking about what it means to be a neighborhood fresh market. That's why we've brought in even more new groceries to keep your day fresh. From premium meats to the kinds of veggies, sides, and fresh fruit your family wants. Making it easier than ever to enjoy a home-cooked meal. All in one place. Right now, Kitchen Cravings Ground Beef for just $1.99 a pound. Premium meats at your neighborhood Quick Trip Fresh Market. 
you next time. Shift into savings now at your local Kubota dealer. Take command of your lawn care needs with a new Kubota Commander Zero-Turn Mower. Get commercial-grade performance and a full four-year factory warranty at a price you can afford. Now, during our Shift into Savings sales event, get special promotional pricing of $38.99 and zero down and 0% financing for 36 months. Now through September 30th, 2016. Call toll-free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Find a Kubota dealer near you at Kubota.com. The clock is ticking, and you're eight minutes away from the end of another work week. You are ready for a relaxing game at Target Field, where every Friday night, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, the South Dakota Department of Tourism presents post-game fireworks. Because every Friday should feel like Independence Day. This is the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Welcome back to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Twins in the race coming up at about an hour from now. This program until the bottom of the hour. Chris's pregame show follows us here on the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Back with Rob Anthony. Rob, we mentioned the trade deadline in our first segment, but deals can still happen here in the month of August. For those wondering how that process works, take us through it. Well, uh, teams can place players on trade waivers, and what happens then is is it goes in reverse order with uh, your record first through the American League for us and then through the National League. Any player that gets claimed, the team with the lowest record or the worst record has uh, – gets the rights to that player and then we would have 48 hours to either work out a deal with that team otherwise they just automatically return off of trade waivers and nothing happens how common is it for teams to block teams from making potential moves during this period during this month well there's two parts that go into it one you you know teams that are in competition and and look and see that this player's out there we don't want our competition to get them but you also have to be fully aware that if we do claim that player, the team that has them out there can just hand them to you. So you don't want to get stuck with a contract or a player that you don't want. So each team has to decide how important it is to block. And a lot of times times teams will just claim a player knowing full well they're not going to hand them over to us. We're not going to trade for them, so let's just make sure no one else gets them. So these are revocable waivers that you the teams can pull them back and maybe gauge interest you know, come off season, who was interested and why, and then reassess. Sure, a lot of teams use it as a little bit of an information gathering tool to see who has interest in your players. How often can you pick up that process, considering what you did and maybe didn't do before the non-waiver tread dine, de- deadline? Can you re-engage with teams based on mutual interest? Then you can, but a lot of things need to fall into place. They need to be able to claim that player or have that player go unclaimed for you to do something also if you're trying to get a player back that's on their roster they have to send them through waivers as well so it's not as easy to match up that way uh, but there is still definitely ways to move players from one club to another through this process rob i mentioned at the end of the first segment that a looming roster move is coming trevor plouffe his rehab assignment no setbacks right he had a home run last night is he set to rejoin the team tomorrow yeah he's going to fly back to minnesota today and we'll reinstate him tomorrow uh, prior to the game, and so we're going to have to make a corresponding move prior to tomorrow's game. So it won't it won't happen after the game today. That the move will happen tomorrow. It could. It, it has to happen between the end of the game today and prior to tomorrow's game. So uh, we may do something after the game just to to give the player the opportunity to get organized. Uh, do you know what the move is right now? And was there much debate about what the move w- would be and when will be? Well, everything's always subject to change, but Paul and I have discussed it, and, and I think we're set on what we're going to do. 
right, we'll take a break, come back, and continue our conversation here with Rob Anthony. Insights wins live from Tropicana Field. It's game three. Kyle Gibson for the Twins and Matt Andrees going for the Rays. More with Rob next on your home for Twins Baseball. Kids grow out of calling mom, mommy. They grow out of sleeping with a blankie. They grow out of eating stuff off the floor. They grow out of race car shaped beds. They grow out of having invisible friends, hopefully. But a kid never grows out of baseball. They grow old with it. The joy, the lessons, and the memories stick with them like pine tar. Give your kid the lifelong gift of baseball. Learn more at twinscommunityfund.org. The Twins Community Fund getting more kids in the game. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Stroke is the leading cause of adult disability and the third leading cause of death in the United States. Yet fewer than one in five adults can identify even one stroke symptom. That's why you need to act fast at the first sign of a stroke. Fast. F-A-S-T. It's an easy way to remember strokes warning signs. F stands for face. Ask the person to smile. Does the face seem to droop on one side? A stands for arms. Ask the person to hold both arms out in front of the body. Does one arm seem weaker or unable to move? S stands for speech. Ask the person to speak or repeat a simple sentence. Does he or she have trouble speaking or understanding words? T stands for time. If the person shows even one of these signs, call 911 immediately. A stroke is a brain attack, and every moment is critical. Act fast at the first sign of stroke. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Health and the Minnesota Stroke Partnership. Fox Sports North salutes our nation's heroes with half-price home plate view tickets every Monday through Thursday. Present a valid ID and receive tickets for you and up to three guests. FSN thanks you for your service. We're back inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Corey Provis back with Rob Anthony. Rob, Miguel Sano's name has been in the news a lot the last week or so his play on the field, and some of his stuff even off the field. How much of what we all read is accurate about Sano the last couple of weeks? Well, when you're dealing with young players like Miguel and some others, uh, there's a maturing process. And uh, there's some things that he needs to, to work on and be maybe a little more focused, do some things. And I think, you know, we've had conversations. I think he is dedicated to trying cleaning some of those things up. He wants to be a great player. And unless he, he goes about some things a little differently, he's not going to be able to achieve that. He wants that. And like I say, he's a young player. Sometimes uh, they lose focus a little bit. But I think if you've watched him this, this road trip, you see him out here early every day working with Gene Glenn. He's trying to work on his defense. He's been out for early hitting. Uh, he had a couple instances where he wasn't in the right place at the right time. He wasn't here early when they expected him to be here early. And I think he now fully understands what's expected of him and is is committed to, to making that change. Had he done this in the past, whether it be even last year with the big league club or throughout his minor league career? Not a lot. There, we haven't had a lot of issues where we've had to get after him on, on things like that. Um, but like I say, a lot of times he, he had some success last year, 
And I think maybe Miguel thought that that was just going to carry on this year and he would just take two more steps in that direction. That hasn't happened. He has not performed the way he thought he could, the way we thought he would, and he wants to change that. Have you seen or even heard about players when when Sano has gotten out of line, forget coaches and forget front office members, have you seen players on this team or heard about players speaking with him about what he's been doing and why it's wrong? Yeah, there's a lot of things that go on, but what happens in the clubhouse needs to stay in the clubhouse, and, and we do have players who have, have gotten after some of our younger players when they see things that they don't think are right, and I think that has happened with him as well as a few others. How concerned are you right now with Byron Buxton? It's You know what, to me, Corey, it's it's a confidence thing right now. I don't see any confidence in him. He's, he's struggled, um, but I think with some success comes confidence, and he had some success when he came back up, and I'm not sure exactly what all has changed, but he doesn't have that same look. He doesn't have the same aggressiveness, and I think he's been very defensive at the plate. He goes up there with a plan and an approach, uh, but I think he's quick to abandon that when when he, you know, when he strikes out the first time up, then he's trying to think of what he needs to do different next time. And when you go up to the plate thinking about too many things, it's it's a tough situation. When he rejoined the team in late May, early June on the West Coast road trip, we saw him incorporate a leg kick. He'd take it away with two strikes. Is it more than mechanics? You speak of a lack of confidence at times now with this young man. Is, is it a combination of mechanical flaws and also what's going on between his ears? Yeah, I think there is a combination. And when you try and address some mechanical things, I think that also gets in their head, especially if they're not as comfortable doing some things that uh, the coaches might be trying to do to to help him or, or try something different. So a lot of times it's you don't want to get too much and too deep into a player's head. And if that starts to happen, then you need to do some different things. He started here on Friday, did not play yesterday. He's not in the lineup again today. A guy of his skill set, is it more valuable for him if he's not going to be an everyday player to be that down at AAA? It can be, and sometimes a guy just needs a few days to regroup. And, you know, I know we've done some different things the last few days working with him. And at this level, it's pretty hard to try and incorporate those things into a game immediately. So sometimes... Being able to work on them for two, three, four days and not have the pressure of trying to perform in the game can maybe help them to to make those adjustments. Eddie Rosario back in center field today. Danny Santana back and left. How much center field did you see Rosario play in the minor leagues? He was out there uh, fairly often. He He's comfortable. I think you saw him play some of that in the WBC a few years ago. Uh, he does a pretty good job out there and tracks balls down. He doesn't have the elite speed that, that Byron does out there. Uh, but at the same time, I think he's done a nice job for us and, and created a lot of versatility for us. You joined the uh, the ball club midway through the series in Cleveland, but after everything went down on Monday and then you watch what Max Kepler did at the plate, uh, were, were you pretty, were you, did you enjoy watching what he did there on Monday night and throughout that series? Yeah, no question. It's been it's been fun to watch Max evolve as a, as a hitter. Uh, he's always had a good swing. He's always kept the bat in the zone, and I like his approach. He's had a couple tough games here with, with the Rays, and that's to be expected. You know, you face good pitching, and, and the, the pitchers are going to make some adjustments, but I think Max also has the ability to make those adjustments. Right, we'll take our last break, come back, and wrap up Inside Twins when we return. Corey Polanco will start at short today. His second start at short this season. We'll get Rob's take on Polanco's offense, also his defense, when we come back on your home for Twins Baseball. 
Hi folks, Paul Molitor here for Continental Diamond. I've been a customer for years for one simple reason. They make you feel so comfortable. Then there's a selection of diamonds and fine jewelry that is second to none. The fantastic customer service and the great value. Okay, that's a grand slam of reasons why I encourage you to visit Continental Diamond when you're looking to make a jewelry purchase. The readers of Minnesota Bride have voted them best jeweler for six years running. That says it all. Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. Let's take it to the field now for some fan reaction, Bob. Thanks, guys. Win or lose, fans agree. You can't beat the great taste of Coop's Original Yellow Mustard. Isn't that right? You're not kidding. There's nothing better than a hot dog at the ballpark, and there's nothing better on a dog than Coop's Yellow Mustard. It's smooth and mellow with just the right bite. Yeah, Coop's is the game MVP for sure. At the ballpark or at home, no one feels a better team of mustards than Coop's. That's Coop's with a K. Head to your nearest Cub Foods and pick up some Coop's Mustard today. Looking for a new truck? Say hello to the exclusive limited-time, limited-quantity Northland Edition Ford F-150. It's got a military-grade aluminum alloy body that's tough as nails. Plus, the Northland Edition F-150 is packed with features built with the Northland in mind, like a rear-view camera, bed liner, remote start, heated front seats, all-weather floor mats, and 18-inch wheels. Under the hood, you'll get an EcoBoost engine that's the perfect mix of power and efficiency. And you'll also get peace of mind knowing you're behind the wheel of the safest F-150 ever. Come in today to get great total savings and some of the best lease payments of the year on a Northland Edition F-150. But hurry, these trucks are going fast. Go online to NorthlandFord.com, then visit your local Northland Ford dealer for a test drive today. Safety claim based on F-150 being the only pickup truck to earn IIHS top safety and NHTSA five-star safety rating. How do we make a better sandwich at Subway? We start with tender, rotisserie-style chicken that's raised without antibiotics. Then add a savory Caesar sauce and melted provolone for a unique flavor that redefines what a better sandwich should taste like. The all-new chicken Caesar melt from Subway. Limited time only. Fourth and one on your own five. Full count. Two out. Bottom of the ninth. The front end of a one-on-one with one-tenth of one second left. There's a name for this sliver of hope. She's called Chance. And as every Minnesota lottery player knows, it's worth it to call her number. So let's send in the Hail Mary of, oh yeah! Because with or without her helmet, chance is a beautiful thing. Brought to you by the Minnesota Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Super America wants kids at the ballpark on Sunday for Super America Not Whole Kids Day. Up to two kids receive $5 off a U.S. Bank home run porch view or home plate view ticket with the purchase of one full-price adult ticket in the same section on Sunday games. Coupons available exclusively at Super America locations. You're listening to the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Last few minutes here inside Twins brought to you by Continental Diamond, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. Rob Jorge Polanco will start at short today, his second start at short this season, but didn't play any short at AAA this season, primarily second base. Yeah, and he, he played short primarily all season last year, um, but I, I like Paul's creativity and giving him an opportunity to see, see how he is, see how he does. Um, I think a lot of times with him it's confidence, but they're, we believe it's his third best position, but if he's able to play short, that obviously adds a whole nother level of, of versatility that we can utilize because he's an awfully good hitter and you'd like to have him in, the, him in the lineup as much as possible elaborate on that point if you can about you guys believe that shorts his third best position what attribute is he missing for that to be his his best position i'm not sure he's always been able to make the throws in the hole 
and I'm not sure that he's had the confidence. It seems sometimes at short that he feels pressure to everything needs to be clean and work exactly right, get the feet in the right position, whereas when you're at second base, it's a shorter throw. When you're at third, you're playing in closer, and you don't you can knock a ball down and still be able to throw a guy out. At short, when you knock the ball down, you don't always have the same time to get a guy. Has he always had the bat, though? And I watch his bat here. He's battling with two strikes. He's not striking out often. He had... Uh, some good approaches last night, even against Archer. Yeah, and approach is a good word because uh, the way he goes about it, he's always had a good swing. He's always taken good at-bats. Now he's become stronger and more physical. He's showing some power, and he's, you know, he's, a, he's a threat. He's, a, he's mainly a gap power hitter, but he has the ability to turn on balls and hit it over the wall as well. And he can bunt a little bit too. Paul even made mention of that yesterday before the game that you know his technique, while others have struggled with that important part of the game, the few chances Polanco's had to lay it down, he's he's done that. He's very fundamentally sound. He does a lot of things right. I really like the way he goes about his business. He's a guy who, before games, he's here early doing a lot of things. After games, he's doing, he has his routine. And I saw the exact same routine when I saw him in Rochester. So I really like this kid's makeup and the way he goes about things. And, and uh, he can do a lot of things. He's underrated as a runner. He's a well above average runner. He can steal a base. And he's a good base runner. I got the sense from our conversation last week, you were not anxious to move Irvin Santana. Two-part question, was there action on him? And in the end, are you happy that you kept him? There was interest, and yes, I'm glad he's still a twin. Um, we had some conversations, and we our ask was, was substantial. So uh, the teams that had interest and weren't willing to part with what we needed, that's fine. It works out for us. Um, if we were able to do something, we would have been very pleased with the return that we were looking at uh, but at the same time we also understand what he means to us now and again next year and the year after and that was the key point we'll wrap up with this that you have to look ahead to next season what's coming back to keep a guy like him on the team right we we believe we can be competitive next year and if had we traded him that would have been a big hole to try and fill and i don't think the free agent market is conducive to finding that guy Rob, thanks for your time. Always appreciate the insight. No problem, Sandman. All right, Rob Anthony joining us here from Tropicana Field. Twins and the Rays in Game 3 coming up. It'll be Kyle Gibson for the Twins and Matt Andres opposing for the Rays. Stay tuned. Chris's pregame show is next. And the Twins are after another series win, seeking win number 45 of the year. We thank you for tuning in here on Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamond. Stay tuned. Chris Atterbury's pregame show is next on your home for Twins Baseball. You've been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Continental Diamonds, home of the best diamonds outside of Target Field. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.